What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Freedom Falls Podcast, the only podcast in the world that promotes free living and happy thinking. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, and uh, glad you guys can join me on this beautiful Saturday morning once again. Oh, man. Ah, sorry, I had to grab, grab my phone because it fell on the floor. Hope you guys had a great Easter uh, Easter Sunday, you know, if you celebrate Easter. Hope you had a good time with your family, eating a whole bunch of food. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I went over to Grandma's with, uh, with the fam, and uh, we ate a whole bunch of food. Played a couple games, and uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, also celebrated my grandpa's 87th birthday. Shout out, grandpa. Survived four heart attacks and uh, has been smoking a lot. Or, I mean, he doesn't smoke anymore, but he, uh, you know, he smoked for a ton, a ton of years. So, you know, I'm glad to see that he's still kicking and, uh, you know, couldn't be more thankful. Do you guys have any good Easter uh, stories? I'm trying to think of a few. Because uh, Easter is always a fun time. I don't know. It's it's like it's not in the middle of Halloween and Christmas, but it kind of feels like it's well, maybe it's kind of like the post. It's like the post holiday to Christmas. It is a lighthearted holiday with a great meaning behind it, and uh, definitely a good excuse to get together with your family and uh, have another good time. But yeah, no, I always remember like back back when I was like a lot younger. It was hilarious because we'd always have Easter at my grandparents' house. And my grandparents would always scatter eggs around the backyard. So me and my sister, yeah, well, sometimes we do it in the house too. So like half of the eggs would be out in the yard and then like half of the eggs would be inside. And, uh, you know, they'd be like, all right, so your limit of finding eggs is like eight. So like you and your sister both get eight. You can't get nine. And, you know, if you've got seven, you need one more. Or it was always a, you know, a whole bunch of numbers. But yeah, I remember after I would hit eight, I would always like see an egg and I'd be like, ah, you know, it's like I can get that egg, but like I can't, you know, because then Rachel's going to be my sister is going to be short. So, ah, you know, I mean, it was it was funny. Just like the simple struggles of uh, of the holidays. Right. And I don't know if you guys ever got the the chocolate bunnies as an East as a, as like a little treat as a kid. But I know my grandparents always balled out on uh, getting us those chocolate bunnies because those suckers would be like six inches tall and they'd be hollow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a that's a world of trouble and a tummy ache and a, and a little bit of wrapper. It's hilarious. I also got uh, gummy sharks. I would always get gummy sharks as a kid for Easter or uh, peeps. Oh, I always got peeps, too. Those would be mostly in our Easter eggs along with like 50 cents or a dollar even. No, you would want to find those Easter eggs because as a kid, like six peeps and like three bucks, you struck gold. No doubt about it. Rather find uh, loaded Easter eggs than a diamond ring. You know, I mean, it was, it was nuts. But yeah, I uh, hope you guys had a pretty good, uh, pretty good Easter. Uh, you know, I hope you spent time with your families and, uh, Got to chat for a little bit with them and uh, just enjoyed a good time. I uh, happened to go fishing the other day with my dad. I uh, tried to get him out of the house and was like, hey, you know, dad, what, what are you doing next week? Right? Because he's a pretty busy dude. You know, he's retired, and uh, but he does a lot of gardening. Does a ton of gardening. I mean, he, you know, he cooks 
all this stuff, does uh, does usual uh, retired dad things, and, uh, you know, it's hilarious. So I try to get him out and uh, do something with me here every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, and I was like – and he's real big into fishing, like bigger than I am, right? So uh, he suggested that we run down to the dam about an hour away from us and, um, and yeah, try to test our luck with some sand bass. And – uh, it's, you know, I've only been sand bassing a few times and I don't really know exactly what to fish when it comes to sand bass. I, uh, I looked up a couple lures on what are the best for sand bass. And a lot of people say like white flukes cause they try to represent like shad, like a group of shad. Um, cause sand bass and, uh, and stripers, they, uh, they target, groups of fish such as like shad or you know groups of groups of minnows but he suggested that we tie up kind of like a dual lure setup like one lure and then about a foot down was another lure and we used a yellow and green green grubs kind of you know like an inch long with a small little tail and no weights because it's just jig head so pretty easy lure to put together and uh yeah i know tried our luck got down there and the bad thing is it kind of got a little cold before we before we got down there so and cold really shocks the fishing like it's better to be like a little bit of windy a little bit windy and a little bit sunny but it happened to uh have a cold front the day before and like it was partially cloudy you need you need a little bit of sun to get the job done um but it was a little different the day we went. So, uh, you know, we went down there and it was real, real slow. We, uh, we saw two guys that were already fishing, but apparently he was like, yeah, that's not a good sign. There's usually a lot more people. And I'm like, well, all right. So, uh, we got down there and, uh, you know, we're about 50 feet apart casting away and it's been a while since I've, uh, well, no, never mind. I take that back. I caught a fish a few months ago. I was about to say, I, you know, I haven't caught a fish in a while, which that is kind of true. But we're looking for big, big honkers this time. And, you know, sand bass aren't the most smallest things in the world. You know, they average on like a pound, a pound up. Um, and, you know, stripers are huge. But it was pretty unlikely that we were going to catch a striper. But, hey, it wasn't an absolute zero of a chance. And, you know, after like about an hour of being there, dad catches one. And I just wasn't getting any bites. Like, I know how to fish a two lure setup. And, you know, you just feel out the bottom, but you don't, you don't snag it. But, you know, it's pretty easy to modulate and uh, get a hold of how your, how your lure is acting on the bottom. About another 30 minutes goes by, dad catches another one. So now he's at two and I'm like, gosh, dang it, man. I've been here for like an hour and a half and I haven't caught anything. I got like one single bite on like one side of the bank, but it was just not working out for me. I mean, I didn't expect it to be an absolute crazy day to begin with, but like I'm just sitting here like, oh, dude, why am I not catching anything? Nah, but I wasn't too bummed out. I was just kind of enjoying the time, uh, you know, being outside and listening to my Tim McGraw. So, yep. But, uh, you know, the water was dirty and I just was like, I don't know. It's kind of unlikely at this point, but you know, Oh, well, I'm here, right? So uh, by the end of the day, didn't catch anything. 
data, kept his two, put him on a stringer, and uh, we eventually just went home after like three hours of two fish. So uh, that's not a very good ratio to go home with. But, you know, two is better than nothing, right? So uh, the next day, which was yesterday, I went down to uh, one of the local ponds that usually does pretty good. Like I said, you know, there's a few local ponds that do pretty good. One's a pretty hit and miss, but the other one with like the fountain, uh, well, I mean, the fountain doesn't work anymore. But nonetheless, that pond usually does me good every once in a while. Um, so, I, you know, and that's another thing. Like, it's kind of weird. The fish at this pond that I went to yesterday does great. Like, I don't know, it's kind of odd. Like, some of the other ponds, the fish, like, just don't bite at all. But, like, this one, it's a pretty good chance you're going to catch some fish. So, you know, I went there, and it was about sundown, almost, almost dark. Um, it was, like, six-something. But, yeah, caught, like, three one-pounders. I caught, like, re- a one really small one, and then I caught bass, large-mouth bass. And uh, then I caught one little perch, which, I mean, it was a decent-sized perch. Um, tried out the Texas rigged worm setup. Didn't work. That usually almost gives me, like, a 90% chance success rate. But for some reason, at this pond, they like more of a Bill-style swim bait. Um, it's called the Strike King Fire Tiger. Really, really good. Highly recommend it. Really good swim bait. Um, and I think the bill is rated for like two to four feet, which this is like the perfect pond for this. I mean, I don't know how deep the pond is, but I'm assuming it's no deeper than five feet. But the bad thing is it's got a little moss on it. So like every few casts, I got to pull the moss off, which, hey, the less time your lure is in the water, the less fish you are going to catch. But I was happy to get three, three bass and one perch. And, uh, you know, even the guy across from me, about the same age kid as me, uh, we actually caught one at the exact same time, which was pretty funny. Like I was reeling in one and then I heard like water splashing from the other side of the pond and I'm like, Oh shoot, that guy's got something. So, but it was like a 20 minute window that the fish were like hammering. It was right before like it got, I would consider dark. Um, but they were starting to bite like crazy within like 20 minutes. But like whenever I first got there and, you know, towards the end, there wasn't much activity. But yeah, I'm hoping I can I can go fish into this other pond either in the next couple of days. I think it's going to rain uh, here tonight or the next day. Uh, and, you know, rain usually kills the fish for like three, four days. I don't know what it does. It kind of shocks the water environment or something like that. But yeah, rain is not good when it comes to fishing. Uh, unless like before rain. Before rain is usually pretty good because it's like a little overcast and maybe get a little wind. You know, wind uh, starting, like the rain starting to move in and all that. So, you know, it kind of stirs the fish up. I don't know. I'm not a fish expert, but it works, right? But I'm excited. This year is going to be great for fishing. Uh, one thing that I'm kind of just wanting to say uh, screw it on is a kayak. So I don't have a boat or anything that will get me out into the water. 
and the kayak is the next best solution. I've got a buddy who recently got uh, an inflatable kayak, I believe, you know, for like 300 bucks, 400 bucks. They can get up there. Like the actual plastic ones can get up into the thousands. And, you know, you why why spend a thousand dollars on on a nice kayak when you could put that towards like a little bass boat with a mercury motor on it or, you know, something like that. Um, but yeah, no, I think kayak is definitely in the near future. I haven't done my research entirely on uh, the market of kayaks, but they are definitely the entry level uh, watermobile to get you out there. And the versatility of those things are is amazing because you can store all your stuff on it. Um, you know, they can house a ton of rods too. But then I'd probably have to get like a kayak rack for my car because you can't shove a kayak in the back seat of your car like you can with rods. So you'd probably have to get some type of mount. And a couple of my good friends who like to go fishing as well, we're all trying to get together and trying to think of a good spot to uh, go have a fishing trip. Last year, we were going to go on a fishing trip. But I don't know. I think school got in the way or maybe like a number of us were too busy with something. But, you know, the one buddy with my with uh, with a kayak and if I get a kayak, then we got two people in the group with kayaks that, you know, can go out into the water with. So, you know, I mean, that'd be awesome. Like get the whole squad in kayaks, like some kind of kayak fish club. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But, yeah, you know, in uh, here in Oklahoma, you know, the fishing spots are all right. But I feel like you definitely could could get a little bit better fishing spots. Um, you know, I've heard Arkansas has some pretty good spots. I went to Broken Bow um, a few months ago. Well, I say a few months ago. It was more like summer. And, um, yeah, fishing was not good. We brought our poles and everything because we were near a lake where we were staying. And, I mean, it was like July maybe. And yeah, I didn't catch anything, but like the lake was so clear, like the water looked so good. It looked like a perfect optimum fishing conditions and we didn't catch anything. I couldn't believe it, but yeah, no, no. A lot of those forums and suggestions we've seen online say Arkansas is pretty good for fishing. Kansas is good for fishing. Um, yeah, I might try to try out like Fayetteville or something or, or Little Rock, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out and, uh, you know, try to find the best place to go fishing. Mostly, you know, we're largemouth oriented. Uh, you know, I don't really do trout. I've been trout fishing a few times, but I mainly prefer bass and all that stuff. So, you know, holding it down in the freshwater section. So, so yeah, we'll find a spot and it'll be a good time for sure. And it's kind of funny, too, because we're starting to get back in the season of, like, spending a little bit more money on, like, fishing stuff. Um, you know, the uh, the frequent trips to Walmart because you're constantly losing bait in, uh, in the trees. You're getting snagged on the bottom. So can't wait for that. But, you know, I mean, it's all it's all pretty fun. Get to try out some new stuff this season and, uh, you know, see what works and see what doesn't and uh, see how long – it stays at a pretty good temperature as far as fishing goes. Because I remember last year, it got to like middle of May, I believe, into June. And it just was way too hot for fishing. It's kind of funny. Sometimes it will get to a certain temperature where fish just stop biting. Um, kind of 
after it's 60 degrees or in between really 60 degrees and 80 degrees, I would say is like prime fishing temperature. But you know, it kind of sucks whenever it starts to get too hot in the summer and then the fish just don't bite. But if it's under like 60 degrees, then the fish just don't tend to bite because it's just too cold. They're not hungry and uh, they're not wanting to grab a hold of my bait, you know, so you got to catch it when the temperature's right and go rip some lips. In the fighting world, aside from UFC, you have probably or may not have heard about the boxing match between Ben Askren and Jake Paul. Now, this is kind of an interesting one. I don't believe that Jake Paul is that good of a fighter. I think he got lucky uh, twice. Well, I mean, his latest one with Nate Robinson. I mean, dude, the guy's a you know former NBA player. So, you know, he already is not going to be a good boxer to begin with. And the first guy, I think it was uh, – oh, he beat um, – yeah, I think he beat like KSI's brother or something like that. I think he's 2-0 right now, but still he hasn't fought like an actual like fighter yet. So this will be his first guy. Ben Askren's a very talented fighter. He's uh he, he's really known for his ground game and his grappling abilities. He did really good in UFC. Um he may have gone in uh, Bellator is the other fighting organization and he also was the guy that uh, is on the the knockout side of uh, of the Jorge Masvidal world record knockout yeah he was that guy getting knee to the face in the first three seconds of the fight but you know I think he's got a pretty good chance on beating Jake Paul and that's who I'm gonna lock in my answer for uh for taking the dub on April 17th. So really excited to see how that goes down. But yeah, no, I don't think Jake is going to do good at all. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe his striking might be a little better than Ben Askren. Because, you know, Ben really isn't known for being a heavy striker. But, you know, he's got stamina. He's got a boxer stamina. And he's been in the game a lot longer He's a little older, but I don't think that will put him at a disadvantage when looking at Jake. Jake might even be taller. You know, I don't know. I would assume that their height and weight will be fairly similar by the time the fight rolls around. But we'll see. We'll see. I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, you know, I think it's on Triller, I believe, like uh, some of the lower wage backs boxing matches are. So at least the, the previous ones with like YouTubers and stuff. I think the, uh, the Nate Robinson and Jake Paul fight was on trailer as well. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes down. I'm really excited to watch it. Also, if you guys have a chance to check out the, uh, little face off between Ben and low or uh, Jake, sometimes, uh, what they do is before fights, they have kind of like a press conference thing. Uh, where the fighters get up and they usually confirm their weight. And it's usually just used for media photos and stuff before the fight. And uh, there's a funny clip going around of uh, they're at the face-off at the little press conference deal. And, you know, Jake is trying to act all tough and, 
you know, I mean, I, you know, he's the younger guy, so he's got to have more to make up for. So he's like trying to act all tough and he's like, Hey, come here, Ben, come here. And Ben's like, dude, like, I'm just ready to get this over with. Like, like the press conference, not the fight. He, I mean, he's kind of just having that nonchalant attitude. Like, man, I know I'm going to mess you up during this. Like, like just, just stop acting like you're big and tough. And Jake's like, come on, come on over here, bro. And eventually uh, he gets around the glass that's dividing them. And, you know, they do their little face-off deal. And I don't know, you can't really hear what they're talking about. But Jake's like, you know, he's probably like, trash talking him and stuff and and ben's just like ah shut up dude like yeah you're 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 boasting too much for what you're worth and it's pretty funny jake is just like trying to act so tough and like act so serious and you're like dude just quit the act you're like you're like 12 compared to this guy and um and then you know ben's like walking away like after the face off and jake's like no no no, come here come here bro like like keep trying to talk and, and stuff and ben just like shoves out his hand and like just pushes him away like he's the bigger brother it was hilarious and then like jake comes back and like gives him a little push and ben isn't even faced by it he's had dudes like twice his size push him around so jake jake is just like a little squirt in the road so no it was hilarious um but yeah no we'll see how that goes Real funny if you if you can have a chance to go watch that video. It's pretty embarrassing on Jake's part. So, you know, I'm oh my gosh, I'm I'm hoping Ben wins. He Jake deserves to get the snot beat out of him after these past like three years and just he's got a garbage attitude. So it'll be funny. Oh, but yeah, we got a good week ahead of us. I uh, you know, I got a lot of stuff that I need to get done. I need to keep working on something that I've got planned for the summer. Uh, I'll let you guys know what it is once we uh, get closer to it, but it's uh, something I've been working on for a long time. Um, yeah, and I'm really excited to uh, to hopefully be finishing it up here pretty soon. I hope that you guys, uh, you know, get done what you need to get done this week and make sure that you just got everything on top of, you know, like I said in a previous episode, get organized. Write everything down, uh, you know, whether that be in your phone, actual, actually, legibly writing it down, um, you know, can help you tremendously in, uh, in what you need to do. So with that, I hope you guys had a good time, uh, you know, listening to me for a little bit. I know it's a little bit of a shorter episode, but uh, yeah, I just, nah, nah, just kidding. I, I was about to make some corny excuse, nah. No excuses for my lack of uh, preparation for this this week's episode. And that's all right. We're going to look forward to next week's episode with uh, some banger topics. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep the show rocking and rolling for sure. So um, I'll, uh, I'll see you guys next week back here. I think, I think what are we on, episode 8, 7 now? Yeah, this one's episode 7. So, yeah, episode 8 next week. Uh-oh. I'll see you guys next Saturday. Adios.